All right, UFC featherweight contender Shane Burgos. Appreciate the time, man. Uh, how's uh life right now? Uh, it's a little different. Just a little bit different, I'd say, with this whole uh quarantine pandemic shit going on. But uh, man, I'm still getting my work in, so uh, not too different, I'd say. New York was hit pretty hard with the with the yeah. with the virus, and and I'm pretty sure you're you got really paranoid. I would I would be very paranoid anywhere in the world. Um, take me back to when you first felt. Like, this is getting serious in New York. Oh, I mean, I went to Vegas uh, the beginning of March. I got back from Vegas March 10th, and that's when everything was starting to get a little crazy. And we were like, shit, we just got back when we were leaving Vegas, actually. Um, we saw all the news stations, like, some of the Vegas buffets were closing down. And I was like, holy shit, it's actually, like, getting pretty crazy. And just looking at the news channels back at home, we're like, oh, wow, it's getting getting pretty wild. I thought this is only going to be, like, a, maybe, like, a, a quick passing thing. And then um, maybe it was, like, 10, 15 days after that. That's when everything started. People started getting sick. Like people that I knew started getting sick. Like I'm sure you heard one of my teammates, London Good, who actually I was training a lot with. He actually got sick from it. We didn't know until even further than that. But uh, it, it was pretty, pretty. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Being so close to that situation with uh with your teammate, Lyman Good, does does it kind of give you some uh relief that if you're healthy that you could get past the sickness? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I and I kind of. I haven't been scared of it really that, that this whole time. And I'm basically in the hotbed. New York has so many cases. Who knows if the numbers are real or not. But um, I haven't really been too scared of it. But uh, knowing that he got it and he actually beat it and overcame it in pretty good pretty good time, I was like, oh, okay. First of all, I, I, I was like, shit, he got it. I was like, I'm pro I was like, there's a 90% chance I'm going to get it. I never got any symptoms. I never got tested for it because I just didn't feel any need to. Um, one of my teammates got tested for the antibodies because it was the three of us training. And – uh. He got tested because he had no symptoms either. But uh, he got tested for the antibodies. He's like, maybe I maybe I had it and didn't know about it, and he didn't have the antibodies. So it means me and him basically didn't get it. So I was like, all right, we kind of dodged the bullet there. Yeah, yeah, you dodged the bullet, but at the same time, it's weird, right? Like, how did so, they have it, but I don't have it? So weird. Like, I, like I was training with Lyman a lot. That's when he was getting ready for that law fight, and it, I was training with him. I think I was one of his main training partners. Uh, with him all the time, we were at the gym doing strength conditioning four or five times a week. I was, we were grappling, we were wrestling, we were striking, and I was like, I was like, shit, he got it. I was like, oh my god, I was like scared to tell my wife. I was like, damn, I gotta tell her, but now she's gonna be freaked out that I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna give it to her. Uh, so I ended up telling her, but she was like, I'm not really worried because you don't seem sick. But it's so weird, man. Like people, some people get it, and just from being in the same room, and then like I've been on, like you were literally on top of each other, grappling and stuff, and and wrestling and being in the same room, breathing the same air, and I didn't get anything. It's it's uh it's luck and I guess it's yeah. it's like your health maybe that's a part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Me being healthy and, and in shape, I think is huge, and that's what, another reason why I'm really not worried about it. I like to keep myself myself in shape all year long, so I think that's a huge part of it. But um, when, when Lyman found out, I think he found, he found out he got a little bit sick, and as soon as he felt a little bit off, he just stopped coming. He's like, let me just take a break. I don't want to put anybody in danger, so he did the right thing by doing that too. Yeah, well, it all worked out for him, man. He he's yeah. back. He's normal. Yeah. He's ready to fight instantly. Yeah. It's like it almost like it was like so quick. Like, oh, he's sick, and then all of a sudden he's back to normal. And you're, and I'm yeah. thinking like I'm thinking, hey, that's great for great news for everybody on the roster. Great news for all athletes. Yes, it is exactly exactly because you can take it that way. Like, if I do get it, all right, I'm most likely gonna beat it. I don't have any like unless you have some crazy issues or something like that. But if you're an in shape athlete, especially like I feel like. Especially for fighting, I feel like sports really can go on. Last year, man, you you fought out your contract. That's something that a lot of fighters don't do, you know. And uh, was there a lot of pressure surrounding 
that last fight, you know, before and after that fight? 100%. I put a lot of pressure on myself and always uh, adding a little bit more pressure just uh, made me rise to the the occasion even more. I I kind of thrive under the pressure. I like the pressure, so I'm cool with that. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of pressure going into that one because it was was basically like win or like you don't really know what's going to happen if you lose. Was getting new management part of the plan the whole time? You know, fight extra contract, win, and sign with somebody? No, not at all. I didn't get. I, I didn't end up signing with first round until, uh, but I, I signed with them in end of January. But uh, I was. Yeah, we were in talks after my last fight, and it just didn't. It just wasn't going really how I wanted it to go. And then after that, signed with first round and got a really good deal. I'm really happy with the deal I got right now. Well, it must have been a a big relief for you to have a, like a buffer, right? Somebody in the middle that's doing it for you. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Malky and Abe, they, they handled the entire situation. They just kept me posted every week. It was it was a long process because I was I was in negotiations with a with another another organization as well. But um, I got a great deal from the UFC and I'm I'm really happy with it. Testing the market, you know, you said you were in negotiations with another uh, organization. What did it look like on the other side? I'm pretty sure that other fighters are are interested in that. Like they're probably did they hit you up? Other fighters, not no. I mean, besides my teammates, no, not really. But um. It looked, I mean, it looked good. They gave me, I actually, I turned down more money to stay in the UFC. Like, I would have made more money elsewhere. I turned down more money for a couple of different reasons. But uh, one of the big reasons was um, drug testing in USADA. Like, I've said this on, on multiple interviews now at this point. Um, the, the, the drug testing is kind of like the wild, wild west in, uh, in some of these other organizations where you can just kind of do whatever you want because you know exactly when you're going to get tested. So you can just hit your cycle, get through it, and then clean, uh, be clean on the test. So um, with, Uf, with UFC and USADA, it makes it a lot harder to cheat. Still think guys are cheating in the UFC, but it's it's a lot harder. It's definitely much more clear. Like fighters are cleaner in in the UFC compared to anywhere else because yeah. you don't see as many accusations in the UFC compared to like other like even just a Bellator. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That 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 was huge for me because I mean, I don't I have zero desire to ever do any PDs or any anything like that. Uh, the long term effects are terrible. Like it's you're gonna you're gonna do this to your body. Yeah, you'll be the champ. And then what happens when your your kids are freaking fifteen and your your body isn't reacting the way it should be? I mean, I have zero desire to touch that stuff. So I want to make sure we're competing in a clean sport. And the cleanest organization is the UFC. During this period right now, during the pandemic, it's it's pretty hard to test people because you can't go anywhere. You can't fly really. And I saw that uh, one of the fighters uploaded a, a photo of the test kits being sent to their home and then you got to do the test yourself that was kind of a a, a weird adjustment i haven't seen that who, who's that if you don't can you say <laughs> i think it's uh eric anders he uploaded it onto his uh instagram stories like he got a package from that. usada oh shit that's, uh, that's that that's a little weird though how do you not like yeah, you, you, yeah you just yeah. take your wife's sample or something that's kind of weird that, that's a cool idea but like how that <laughs> That's a little weird. I don't know, but I got a guy that comes like I feel like Usada has people all over the country. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy that comes and tests me, he lives about an hour away from me, so I mean, he can come to my door whenever he wants. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if you're in New York City, uh, a major, you know, city, yeah, there's yeah. guys probably in that location. But when you're living in, let's say, yeah, Alabama, in Alabama, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. it's yeah. So it's like right now, everything's not running smoothly for anybody. Yeah, I already thought about that too. I'm like, damn. If, if, I mean. Now is the time for these guys if they wanted to juice in your UFC. This is the time to do it because I mean you don't, you're not guaranteed to get a test. I mean legally you could probably turn them away and be like, hey, I, I don't think you're, you're you look too hot. You might look sick. I don't want you coming around me. So I feel like this is like 
it's a little weird of time like for, for guys that are, that are thinking about it they, i think they might do it four or five deal man uh that's uh that's big for you right the getting that yeah. contract signed yeah yeah I'm, I'm stoked about it like i said it's a it's a i'm making a lot more money than i made in my last fight let's just say that you uh i saw that you said that you want to come back by june you're sitting at number 10 what's a, a fight outside of a title shot you know you you feel like man i'm hungry for that fight like that fight will get me up in the morning honestly like there's it doesn't matter who the fight is i'm gonna get up in the morning i i I got a guy trying to beat me up on the other side of the world. It doesn't matter what the name is, but I want somebody that's in the, that's ahead of me. I'm I'm number ten right now, so I want nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I want one of those guys, and um, hopefully by sometime in June, I I feel good about it. I think we're uh, we're gonna work on something soon. You're also six and one in the UFC, where you know in the featherweight division, it's like Shark Tank right now. It You're is, the only really one is. in the top ten that doesn't or hasn't headlined a show yet. And I feel like it's time, man. The next fight is should be a headliner, right? Oh, that that would be out. That would be awesome. That would be. You're right. I didn't even notice that. That's a pretty cool fact. But yeah, I guess I'm the only one in the top ten that has a headline. So yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if not a headline, at least a co-main or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a fight night headliner. I feel like that brings a lot of lot more attention to the fighters and and more media and and you're you have a management team that's working hard for you so that headliner would be would be pretty nice we're working on some things yep (laughs) now uh uh you know someone that's outside of the 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 rankings that's coming into the featherweight division and could be interesting for you is uh edson barboza what do you think about that potential matchup Uh, i think that would be a fun fight that would be a lot of fun i mean that dude, I've been watching that dude since I was, I mean, he actually fought in a Ring of Combat show, which is a local show where I'm from, and I actually started, started my my uh, pro career there, so I've been watching that guy well before I was in the UFC, I, maybe I was like 2-0, 3-0 amateur when I was watching that guy, so that'd be awesome, so i definitely embrace that fight, but he's got a tough fight ahead of him, so we'll see how he does. At 145, I don't know how he's gonna, because that dude's big, <laughs> he's yeah. a big guy. He's a, he looks absolutely shredded at 155. So at 45, I don't know how, how his body's going to react to that weight cut. I know he's going to literally have to cut muscle because he's such a muscular guy. So I don't know how his body's going to react necessarily, but um, I'm excited for that fight. All right. Well, un, you know, another guy that's uh, been in the news a lot uh, is the Korean zombie. He's uh, he's He's been more vocal i so to say you know i mean a guy that hasn't been vocal but he's become vocal and you're you're a guy that's not really into the trash talk and stuff like that brian ortega he's a guy that really doesn't talk too much either he's kind of a straightforward straight laced guy and uh he went over there and and, like slapped one of the guys part of his management yeah Yeah. were you there (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah like how did you where were you at that time I was, did you even I was know on the other side i didn't know i didn't know what happened until we left the show and i was like holy shit i was like i was looking at my phone like that that just happened i was like we were literally like 20 feet away i, was like, I didn't even notice that happened I what do you though. think about uh the the zombie and his whole like change of persona in some ways uh i get it because he doesn't i don't know mm-hmm. if he even speaks english very well mm-hmm. so i think that in order to get the american fans he kind of has to do that so i do understand it because his fighting style alone is it's, it's awesome Everybody loves the way he fights. He's an exciting fighter. But if you're not a, if you're not speaking English, I feel like that that really does hinder you. So him doing this trash talking thing, I I know it's not him. I know it's uh, it probably does feel a little uncomfortable for him because he is. I I met him when I was like 15, 16 years old, and he was a super cool guy. So um, I know I think I think it's a it's a business move, and it's it's smart for him. You met the Korean Zombie when you were 15, 16. Where at? Let me think. 
I was, it was in Vegas. Oh, I, was, I was 18, actually. I was 18. I was, uh, yeah. Right after I graduated high school, I went to Vegas to the, the Fight Expo, the Fan Expo, for the first time in Vegas. And I met him at uh, the House of Blues, I think it was, and um, right out, right outside of, well, where is it, the MGM. Or, no, no, Mandalay Bay, yeah. That was right after he had that, that crazy Leonard Garcia fight, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. now you might, you might be fighting him in the near yeah. future. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, yeah, because actually I was in Vegas a couple months ago and I, I was yeah. training at the PI and he was training at the PI too. I'm like, it's funny how everything comes full circle. I actually got a picture with him too when I, when I was 18, yeah. <laughs> when you sit back and think about that, is, is, is it surreal for you to meet guys like that back in the day and then now you're going to potentially be fighting them, maybe even for a title? Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely is. Like, I, I, I'm a huge fan, man. I'm a diehard fan. Like, I got UFC Fight Pass playing in the background right now. I, I love this sport and uh, I've been obsessed with this since I was young. And like I said, I went to the first ever uh, fan expo when I was 18. I met a bunch of these guys. Went again the next year when I was 19. And like, I met Cub Swanson at one of them. And then look, years later, I just fought him one year ago. So it's, it's, it is pretty weird. I also saw an interview where you said that you go into every round like it's a brand new fight. Yeah. You know, five minutes to finish your opponent that's what that's the mentality that you have is yeah. that just the new york city inside of you is that is that what it is i don't know i think it's just a me thing honestly i i just always look at a fight like kill or be killed i don't ever think about points or if i'm up around or if i'm down around i'm just thinking all right i didn't finish him in that first round i gotta finish him in that second round. all right and finish him in the second round i gotta finish him in the third round and uh, it doesn't matter if i'm up or down like uh, even in my last fight i knew i was up uh, big and on the scorecards and um i still wanted that finish i was just thinking just kill 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 Right now, with the coronavirus, the UFC is putting on shows in the U.S. You know, Fight Island is supposed to yeah. start in June, and that's for international fighters, which can kind of be weird for the 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 rankings, right? Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, if the champion, your champ, the champion of the featherweight divisions in Australia, so most likely he won't be able to fly to the U.S. and fight. So that puts you in a a weird position, puts everybody in a weird position. So yeah. matchmaking is weird. If you look at yourself, you're in New York. How many fighters, how many featherweight guys are in the U.S.? Maybe Josh Emmett, Ortega, you know, Holloway. I don't even know if he can even fly out of Hawaii. What, what do you think about that? those scenarios where it's like it limits your options? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're, the, the options are already limited when you're in the top 10 because you obviously don't want to go back. You want to fight ahead. But, um, yeah, it does limit it even more because you got, like, you, th those two, the champ and the, and the, the former champ who are both, I mean – Hawaii is part of the U.S., but like you said, I don't know if you can even fly from there. And then you got the champ, or you definitely can't fly from there. So, it, yeah, it's, it's it's a weird time. It really is. It, it does make the it does uh, muddy the waters a little bit. But I saw uh, one of the other guys, Aaron. I did an uh, interview with him, Aaron Bronstetter, and he said uh, thinking about like um, what do you say, like uh, international championships. Uh, he's like that'd be a cool idea to do like a, a U.S. champ versus like a fight island kind of international champ and then have the two champs when this is when this is all done fight i think that'd be i mean that would be a pretty fun idea just to mix things up and keep people interested i think the fans would love that too honestly yeah why not you know more champs is always good yeah 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 like you look at boxing you yeah i mean boxing is a little bit too many champs mm -hmm. like you got like five champs i think it's three champs in each division but um it definitely makes for super fights and makes for more intriguing fights too are you a big boxing fan? You just spoke about boxing. I, I, I do like boxing, but MMA is 100% my main focus. Mm -hmm. My main now, passion. Well, Mike Tyson, you know, yeah. they, they just uploaded that video of him hitting pads, and then he's offered $20 million for bare-knuckle boxing. It's like, does that kind of blow your mind? Like, a 50-year-old Mike Tyson 
they're offering him $20 million and UFC fighters are struggling to get paid what they're worth right now. You know what I mean? It's like, what's going on? What do you think about that? Uh, those are two different subjects, but I'm honestly not shocked at all that he got offered yeah. $20 million. And I honestly think that him getting offered $20 million would, just means that he'll get even more than $20 million. Uh, you add in sponsorships and you add the fact that he's going to negotiate it. I think he can he can get even more. I think he can get close to $50 million just because his name is – his name value alone. And then that, that three-second clip of him smashing the, the body pad with the left hooks, that was terrifying. What, what, who, who's going to get in there with him? Like, bare knuckle. Like, think about it. Who's not going to watch that? Who, what if you're a fight fan, you're gonna you're 100 watching that. Doesn't matter what pay per view cost. If you're not a fight fan, you still know who Mike Tyson is. So you're still gonna say, wait, this guy's 50 years old and he's coming back to fight, and he's gonna do it bare knuckle. They could charge 100 bucks for that pay per view, and yeah. and people are gonna order it. So I think that he he really he really would end up making a good a good amount of money off of that. Uh, the other part of the question, the UFC yeah. fighter thing, that's just a completely different subject. I mean, is a name value like Mike Tyson? He, he's one of he's a legend, so you can't. It's hard to compare. It's, it's a little bit like apples and oranges. John Fury, I think Tyson Fury's father already came out and and called out Mike Tyson. <laughs> so oh, okay, please I'll, sign me up. <laughs> Take my money. I'll definitely watch that. I don't know what he looks like at all, but uh, I got my money on Tyson anyway, just because of the way he looked hitting the pads. And not only that, he looks he looks like he's gotten shape, man. He looks like, he's, like there had a, it was a before and after picture from like October to now. And I'm like, shit, dude looks pretty freaking ripped. Yeah, I, I've been watching Mike Tyson recently, too, in his interviews, and he, he's he been saying that, like, he doesn't really want to fight, but then all of a sudden, he's coming out and smashing pads and stuff. It's kind of a, yeah. a weird turn of events, but it is what it is, you know what I mean? Let him let him do what he got to do. Dude, if there's $20 million on the, on the mm. table, and he, he wants to fight. <laughs> he wants to fucking fight. Evander Holyfield said he's coming back, too. He's 57. He wants I, to I box. Seen, what does he look like? I haven't seen what he looks like. He probably looks better than uh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> hey, all right, then I'll, I'll sign, sign me up for that rematch in bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that 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 would be a bad uh, bad sell right there. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Bite the other ear off, you know what I mean? There what, you go. Yeah, you even him up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, even him up. Even though the uh, the options are limited, you do have a lot of options, right? It's it's you know it's wide open. A lot yeah. of guys are not matched up yet. You don't exactly, know what the champ yeah. is going to do. So for you, what's the best case scenario? The best case scenario is to get me the, the guy with the, the lowest number, like one, two, three, four, five, one of those guys. That, that's the best case scenario. But like you said, it's just a weird time. Like you, you don't know if one of these guys can get here. You don't know, two if they will even accept the fight because they don't get, they're not getting their full training camp. Like they're not every, – everyone's training camp is, is limited right now. Like we don't have – regular training options you know what i mean so who knows if everyone even wants to fight i don't know if you did sign a fight you can get ready for a fight in the next couple months and it would yeah, be a sure. big problem. I, I, i've been i've been training i've been training this whole mm -hmm. time um not again it hasn't been my my normal training but i've been doing i'd say it's 95 percent like <laughs> take a little bit five percent off maybe because i haven't really been sparring in a cage much but other than that i've been doing everything else so, so sparring is not something that you're too worried about. You've done it enough in I've the been, past. Yeah, 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 exactly. I've been doing it. So I've been doing it at least twice a week. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for you, man, because you you killed I'm it last year, and uh, and it's time for you to step it up and and uh, and and face one of these big big names and and take them out and and move yeah, up man. the rankings and and probably by the end of the year, you probably see yourself by the end of the year if everything goes right, you should be. You know, in that five, right in the top. That yeah, hundred percent. That's that. That is the plan for sure. 
I, I just need this Corona bullshit to be over with. Mm-hmm. I really need everything to go back to normal. Make this a lot. It would make it a lot simpler, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Well, Shane, man, appreciate the time and uh, yeah. and say stay safe, man. That's all I I guess I could say to you is to anybody is stay safe and don't get sick and <laughs> and uh, continue training and and living normal as possible, right? Yeah, for sure. I spend a lot of time with my family because there's a lot of downtime. But uh, other than that, I'm just busting my ass. I'm staying ready for uh, for any call. But thank you, brother. I appreciate the time, too.